Beverly wide open all the time in the world and hits the three. Beasley counted and won. You can see they're playing with some desperation. They're just not playing very effectively. The Rockets, Mavericks, and Jazz are in a three-way race for the final two playoff spots in the West. Find out how the Mavericks increased their chances of making the playoffs against the Rockets in a close 88-86 win right after this. Heading into this game, both the Mavericks and Jazz were 39-38, and the Rockets were right behind them with 38 wins and 39 losses. So it was a very, very tight space between the teams. The Jazz ended up losing their game against the Spurs in what was also a close game with the exact same score, actually, of 86-88. And with the Jazz losing... This would have been a really good opportunity for the Rockets to place themselves back in the playoffs. That's if the Rockets had won. And if the Rockets had won, all three teams would be tied with the exact same record of 39 wins and 39 losses. But the Mavericks took this game in the end 88-86. So to describe the game simply, you know, the Rockets looked really good in the first and then the Mavs, they took the second and the Rockets came back and had a good third quarter, ending it nicely with this alley-oop buzzer beater from out of bounds with 0.2 seconds left. They lock it up. Oh, they put it in. Count it. How about that? The one thing they can do, and Dwight Howard able to get it to go. And then to start off the fourth quarter, Harden got it started with another three. All right, we begin the fourth with a one-point game. Houston in front. Houston right now on the outside of the Western Conference playoff picture, but a victory would put them right back in it. And as Harden steps back and hits it. A three-point of a Harden and a four-point lead for Houston. At this point, even with just a four-point lead, you really felt confidence that the, Rock- that the Rockets were going to get this win and put themselves in a great position to get in the playoffs. But you know, somehow, like how we do, we left J.J. Barea, who has been killing it lately, and who has also named the Western Conference Player of the Week, we left him wide open for two straight threes. And then Matthews, who's known to kill us when he used to play for the Portland Trailblazers, he came down to court and hit another two threes. That was 12 straight points unanswered from three-point line by the Mavericks. And eventually, the game was won by the Mavs. And so it was a close one. And the Rockets did have a chance at the end. Uh, They were down just by three points with five seconds left. But, you know, the Mavericks, they wisely fouled us. And they prevented us from tying the game. And they won the game. Anyways, the interesting thing about this game was this decision by the coaching staff. JB, what went into the decision to start KJ McDaniels tonight? Uh, I think it was just a matchup for us. We like to keep Trevor on Dirk uh, as much as we possibly can. Uh, the way they go, they've got other smalls out there. KJ's been good with good energy uh, and good defensive presence for us. I've been mentioning his name a lot on the show, uh, KJ McDaniels. And if you don't keep up with the Rockets or if you weren't 
following us in the beginning of the season, you would think that this guy is a regular rotation player for the Rockets after watching the last, you know, past couple weeks. But he wasn't. This was his first start for the Rockets ever. That's a big step. You know, he wasn't even playing in our rotation three weeks ago. And I like the move. You know, I've mentioned his name uh, before. But what I didn't like was how he handled the rest of the game. So McDaniels, he ended up playing uh, just 14 minutes in the, uh, 14 minutes in this game. You know, that was less than uh, how much he played against the Thunder where he came off the bench. And who did play was Corey Brewer. And I like Brewer off the bench. He gives us some energy, but he played 23 minutes. And at times in the third and fourth quarter, I did I do not know why he was playing. He was playing instead of Beasley and Demo. And I'm a big Demo fan, so for McDaniels to come in and take Demo's spot, you know, it was already a, a big step for me, but it made sense because Demo, I actually don't know because Dirk is not as athletic as he once was. So I felt like Demo could still guard him, but having Matthews on the court, an athletic Justin Anderson, I guess it was a smart move to have McDaniels. But Demo didn't even play one minute in this game. And McDaniels, he's not going to give you that offense. Brewer was missing everything, layups, shots. And I don't really know what he was doing on defense. I, I like the move starting the game, but I felt like JB and his coaching staff, they didn't make the right decisions in the third and the fourth quarter to win the game because McDaniels didn't even play. And you didn't see Beasley in the fourth and third quarters like you've been seeing him. He still scored his 15 points, but why didn't he play more? Why was Brewer getting so many minutes? With all that being said, we still have a good chance to catch the Jazz for the final spot. And our last four games should be wins against the Suns, Lakers, Timberwolves, and Kings. Not very good teams, but you never know with the Rockets. Thanks for listening. This has been the Rockets post-game recap, and I'm Cypher D. Murley. Our next game is April 8th against the Phoenix Suns.